Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name... Ah, oh, I screwed up. Okay, I'm going to redo it because I want to change it. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> I'm so in the habit of just saying those words. It's only 115 plus episodes in, you know. It's understandable yeah, exactly. you're going to be in the zone. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Von Wagner Fan Club Podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I'm a massive Wagner. We're <laughs> all Wagners here. Wagner section. We're, a, we're, the, we're, we're the Wagner circle. That's what we are. <laughs> Soggy Wagners. Yeah. Oh. My name is Rich, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Yeah, Yay. your good buddy, Tax Wagner. Oh, love it. Rich Wagner, Tax Wagner. We're all Wagners here. Oh, welcome to the world of Wagner podcast. <laughs> That's a better opener. Should have gone with that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the world of Wagner podcast. My name is Rich, and I'm joined by my good buddy Tax Williams. Tax Wagner. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, incredible. Oh god, dude, he's the son of Wayne Bloom, Bo Beverly, Goat Level, fucking Beverly Brothers, greatest tag team of all time. Our boy's boy has done good. He's a main event (laughs) superstar. I mean, he's the son of the real main event of SummerSlam 92, right? Obviously. That's a given. Yeah. Beverly's natural disasters. Fuck Brett and Bulldog. (laughs) Gives a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Von Wagner's gonna win whether he wants to or not. (laughs) Mate, if at some point he comes out to... <laughs> I'm just gonna mark out your belief. All I'll say about NXT work rate point... <laughs> bollocks. I don't need that. Kenny Omega can fuck off. Give me Von Wagner. All I'll say about NXT 2.0. You can tell Vince is involved. It's a case of ah, I knew your father. All right, Darth. <laughs> and it's like, but we're not gonna call you Cal Bloom. And I tell you what, here's a name of a ten-time world champion. Rex Steiner. You know what's not a name of a 10-time world champion? Uh, Bronbreaker. <laughs> Man, it's, 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 as I said earlier today, like to, when we were chatting about this, it's, it's, it's Vince been watching like German art house movies. <laughs> He's just like, give them all really weird German names. It's going to be great. Basically. Wagner, Rex Frankenstein. <laughs> it's, like, it's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. Why have they all got dumb German names? Who are you going to call this one, Vince? Oh, I'll just call him Dave Ramstein. I've heard of them. <laughs> it's, it's, oh. I mean, Beverly's right. They were joined by the best member of the Poffo family, so they have to be the best tag team of all time. It was a genius move, if you will. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Right, so today we are doing part something or other of our Enter the Dragon series. I've lost track, but we're three weeks away from Mania. Yeah. Uh, First of all, shout out to everyone who listened last week. It's the highest uh, listenership of the series and probably the highest numbered pod since we did the NWO series, or possibly the WrestleMania conflaboration. But yeah. Yeah. Really, really Random good. Random suddenly good. loads of people start listening to the pod. I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder who's... I mean, five months ago, we had a pretty tepid main event against Roman and Edge, but I don't know what he's done since, because Daniel yeah. Bryan's nowhere to be seen. Hmm. Yeah, nothing to do with our thumbnail with Bryan in the middle of it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, 
it's because they love us they come for us right if, they, if they're here this week they stayed for us so well, that's a good sign <laughs> if it happens and we've started with our fanboyism of uh von wagner which is a great yeah. start to the pod just to clarify listener this podcast is not for you <laughs> this is our podcast so like it or lump it i don't give a fuck I, however, do care if you like it because we've no, got a little. Pro- no, no, I do. Don't worry. There's a segue to this. They're going to give uh, us money now. Is that what this is for? Well, if you do like what we're doing, you'd like to support our wonderful, soon-to-be fantastic brainchild project. More Ooh. to come in the next few months. Um, head over to Amazon, buy a t-shirt, buy a hoodie. Winter is coming, apparently. Um, when you face neck and chest. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But your face, neck, and <laughs> winter chest is coming be- on your. Winter is coming on your face, neck, and chest. And she was great in TNA, so if she can get that reach, then we should buy a hoodie to celebrate. This could get very nasty. Please carry on. But yeah, yeah, we have an idea that we were just discussing. And um, <clears throat> it looks like it's coming to fruition. Finally. I mean, think of the, the think of the year that we've had in professional wrestling. Yeah. CM Punk has returned. Kenny Omega is number one in the PWI 500. The American Dragon is back wrestling, and Tax Williams is the number one contender for the SEPW Heavyweight Championship. Mm. So, there's something missing with my podcast, and if you know what that something is, then that might be a clue as well. So, anyway, shall we move on (laughs) before we spoil this? I mean, we are going to be covering Raw from the 17th of March 2014, but Rich... Mm. Obviously, before we go to Raw, we have to go through Smacky D. We have we to do. head to the Sci-Fi Channel. It was taped on the 11th of March and broadcast on the 14th of March. Re- referred to on the Sci-Fi Network as a two-hour special. Smackdown Ooh. episode number <laughs> Rather seven. than the last 50 weeks, which were other two-hour specials, I guess. Yeah. Smackdown episode 760. A good number. Ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> clears throat. <laughs> Gets ready for the introduction. Still reading the stage directions, I see. Like, of yeah. course. Okay. <laughs> of course. Enter stage left. A man walks onto the stage and discusses the summary of Smackdown from this date. He takes a torch out of his pocket because it wasn't... <laughs> Sorry, please carry on. <laughs> the road to WrestleMania raged on as the United Hounds of Justice made a profound statement of rebellion in a main event clash between Kane and Big Show. Well, Bray Wyatt ripped through Kofi Kingston en route to Big Match John, and Triple H responded to the occupation of Raw. So if you what if you listened to last week, it was the episode where the American Dragon and all of his family had come to the ring to take over Raw, and essentially blackmail Triple H to give him what he wants. So SmackDown starts. Triple H comes out. And he says he's given Daniel Bryan the night off and says that he'll deal with him on Raw. So this is classic SmackDown. Triple H is going to address Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's not here. We'll deal with it on Raw. He mocked the WWE Universe and it's forced the King of Kings into WrestleMania against a scruffy superstar. But as we all know, if the American Dragon Bryan Danielson wins, he's in our main event. Triple H talks a lot. But then, there's a callback to Raw, Rich. Don't worry, there's actually legit, you know, legitimate plot calling here. Storytelling? Rich, what's that? Yeah. Rich, which wrestler came out during the Occupy Raw segment from last week on Raw? 
Oh, what, Sandow? Exactly. Triple H calls out Sandow. Ooh. Sandow apologises to Triple H for not being able to follow orders for uh, and get Daniel Bryan out of the ring. So, can you guess what happens next? He was forced into a match with the architect, Seth Rollins, and basically got the shit kicked out of him by the Shield. Um... Sounds about right. Yeah. Last week, Hulk Hogan announced the three-man Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Brawl. It is 30. <laughs> and, uh, the one that Cena joined, then left, then joined, then left in <laughs> last week's episode. Exactly. Our Intercontinental Champion, and in real time, as of the 16th of June, sorry, 16th of September 2021, Big E Langston is the IC Champion here, but he is the World Champion in real life. Well done to Let's WWE go. for popping a rating, though. Very clever. Yeah. Fucking A. It won't last, but I'm happy for Big yeah. But Big He should have done it better. Why can't they just put him in a decent feud? But anyway, please. All go. I'm saying, imagine turning Kofi heel and having Kofi versus Big E for the belt. That'd be nice yeah. storytelling. Yeah. We don't need yeah, it. I'm not desperate to see it, but yeah. But yeah, Big E uh, beat Fandango. Sorry, Fandango with the Big Willy ending. It's pronounced Fandingo. I think you was sorry. <laughs> sorry. Long term storytelling tax. Come on, that's a gimmick we've got going now. Not, I don't think I think the only person that finds it funny is me, but I don't give a shit. Well, don't worry, because if you want long running gimmicks, guess who's appearing on the podcast? It's right, it's the real Americans. They're here. And this they time are they're fighting. Real Americans. <laughs> Racist cunts and da la la. I only just realized that that's like where they got the name from. They are the real Americans. They hate it Maybe. if they get caught. Yeah, but they're yeah. taking on the road. It's okay brothers. if you don't get caught. Like, it's okay exactly. if you don't get caught. Yeah. Just just don't make sure cameras are around all the time when you say <laughs> terrible things. Said but, the N-word fucked Barbara's wife. Well, yeah, so basically the uh, the Real Americans won and the Uso stormed the ring and the... Uh, the Real Americans ran away, so it looks like theory, logic would tell us we're going to get the Real Americans versus the Usos at Mania, but let's carry on. And mm. it is Kofi versus Bray, and Bray kills Kofi. Very easy. One, two, three. Divas action. It's AJ Lee. Uh, someone else. <laughs> I didn't really. <laughs> all right, Vince. But it's all right. It's two days before the season premiere of Total Divas on the E Network series two. Wait, wait, wait. Did did AJ win this one at least? Yes, I think that's her first win on this whole sh- whole series. By the way, the champ has won, and um, well, he, am I, uh, I'm shocked to tell you this. It's two days before Total Divas premieres on the E Network, and someone attacks AJ Lee. Brie Bella oh. attacks, Whoa. but then. <laughs> so the face is attacking the heel. But then Tamina got quite angry and uh, chucked one of the Bellas into the ringside barricade. Outrageous. Nice. Next, we've got Dolph versus Bertie Del River. And uh, oh, guess what? Bertie lost. <laughs> so hey. brilliant. He's on a lovely losing streak. It's great. But then after beating Alberto Del Rio, Ziggler got on the mic. He's at the top of his game. And declares he is the first ever 30-man over-the-top rope Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Challenge Cup International Invitational Trophy entrant. <laughs> of the world. <laughs> well, it's not... can't be the world yet. We're not going to let non-Americans win this. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. 
Then it was Big Show and Kane in the main event, and whilst everyone fell asleep, The Shield <laughs> returned and beat the shit out of everyone in there. Roman Reigns blasts the corporate entity with an earth-shattering spear. And uh, in a dark match, which wasn't televised, Sheamus beat Heath Slater. And in the dark main event, The Undertaker and John Cena beat the Wyatt family of Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Well, that sounds like a brilliantly tedious episode of SmackDown. Looks like we're going to go on to a brilliant, tedious episode of Raw. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's marvellous. So it's WWE Monday Night Raw, episode 1086, from the 17th of March, St. Patrick's Day, 2014. We are live from the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. So I watched the Sky Sports broadcast version of this to try and get a perspective. Ooh. Uh, this was obviously broadcast live on Sky Sports and the USA Network. I'm assuming you watched the network version of this, the WWE I, Network. I did watch the network. Yes, and awesome. uh, it's good that I did watch this episode of the network because it reminded me throughout this episode, once again, how I can join and log into the WWE Network with a really slow internet <laughs> connection on the uh, commentator's uh, laptops. Oh, mate. It's bants when they get to the bit where they're demonstrating how to use it. They completely fuck it up this week and it was brilliant. I had to screen cap it because I'm going to use it for memes and stuff. It's the best. I mean, how did you know, Jerry Lawler have Tokyo bondage whores on his home screen? <laughs> <laughs> we were one step away from Jerry Lawler showing us his search history. And I'm not sure you can show that on TV. But <laughs> So speaking of which, the commentary team are Jerry Lawler, John Bradshaw, Layfield and Michael Cole. Boo. They are the fucking shits again. Maybe worse this week than other weeks. I think they were really bad this week. They're getting worse. Yeah, they really are getting worse. <gasps> it's like it's... they're getting trying to get serious because it's coming up to Mania, but they, there's just there's no entertainment anymore. It's just just oh, bad. None whatsoever. And also on the subject of commentary, commentators, uh, happy birthday to Jose Julian, the voice of AAA Lucha Libre. Uh, it was his birthday this week, so happy birthday, Jose. Happy birthday. So we open on a recap montage of the past few weeks. So we get Dragon, the Authority, the Occupy Raw segment from last week. The editor of this montage really loves that glow effect, and he? It's just like, he's Jesus, he's glowing. It's lovely. Work experience has found his way into the intro of Raw. This did feel like Vince, like 10 minutes before the start of Raw went, I know what we'll do. We'll have a video. That'll that'll tell the story. We don't need to do it week to week. Just put a video there. It'll be fine. The editors know what they're doing. And the editors were sick. But don't worry. When <laughs> the Triple H with his laptop <laughs> yeah. was like, glow effect. <laughs> Just for funsies, uh, this week I, I went back because I was in uh, Milton Keynes for work and sat in a boring hotel room and forgot how bored I am sat in hotel rooms by myself. I mm. watched the first Smackdown of the pandemic where triple h was like on commentary doing camera work and i was like oh yeah i was like oh he really can literally do everything so it wouldn't surprise me he's in the editing suite it's like even the bit where they have the uh he's doing the camera work for michael cole and then painting on his goatee and such that was bad yeah, that was yeah. great fun so uh, basically, again, the story is if Dragon beats Triple H at Mania Triple X, uh, Dragon gets added to the WrestleMania main event versus Batista and Orton. Oh, that's that, the bit they're really hammering home, you know. That well, that ties me into the summary. This ties me into the overview. <coughs> Clears throat. Go for it. <laughs> How fitting. Walks onto stage, removes his penis. <laughs> <laughs> removes. <laughs> I've attached it with a magnet just so it's easier. So to save time. 
how fitting it is. St. Patrick's Day. Because after the events of last week's Raw, Triple H is seeing green. Not money. Not the DX neon glow. No, angry, sick-to-your-stomach kind of green that you're forced to be coerced into accepting a WrestleMania match that you didn't want. We've all been there. It's How- like looking at the NXT set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The kind of six to your stomach where you're forced to be coerced into defending your championship in a situation you're not happy about. Hey, Baker. <laughs> <laughs> However, given that he's set to face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania with a potential spot for the American Dragon in the WWE World Heavyweight Title main event at stake, the King of Kings is in no mood for insubordination of any kind. Nice. So, Triple H music's already playing. No intro, no Cole, boo, introduction. Nothing this week. This is as cold as a cold open gets. We had a video Just, package. Well, not sure that counts. But Tell us the story. I guess it's not proper a cold open. You are right. AEW's Justin Roberts intro strips. And, um, you know... They've got three hours. They've got a lot to pack into these three hours. We can't have introductions or theme music, obviously, right? No, because we've got to go straight to the action. Straight yeah, so this to the action. This show promises to be incredible. If this is what they're doing, they're rushing in straight away, right? Sorry. just I've noticed at the side of my page, you know how I, I, I like to jump in to try and get like attendance stats and bits of bobs like that? Sure. <laughs> Currently, I've uh, got on the right-hand side of the screen popular pages. And it's five. And I'll read you backwards. Five to one. Are you ready? Go for it. Number five. Fuego del Sol. Interesting. Mm. Number four. Diamond Mine. Number three. Wayne Bloom. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Number two. B-Fab. Because all our internet friends are B-Fapping. And number one. He's the star of our show. Not the American Dragon. It's Von Wagner. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Two blooms in the top five. Very happy. Are you tall? (laughs) Do you know how to not know how to wrestle inside this contract? (laughs) Do you like purple and stars? Would you like to face plant your opponent into the mat in one of the most accidentally dangerous finishes of all time? You're signed. Let's go. (laughs) Anyway. Triple H in the ring talks some shit blames the fans of Triple H murdering Dragon at Mania that's going to be coming up uh, Triple H and Dragon will have a face to face later tonight but he gets interrupted Tax who is he interrupted by and what is he wearing <laughs> what's he wearing <laughs> oh well just then big match Randy Orton and Big Dave appear to voice their frustrations their starting a little shouting match with the game as uh, he makes one final proclamation to his former Evolution buddies that if he beats the American Dragon at WrestleMania, then he's going to be in the main event. You're getting a title shot. 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 Beat the champion. You're getting a title shot. (laughs) So in fairness, this does iron out an issue that we've had from last week because it was a case of if... I beat you. I'm in the main event. Brilliant. Where's the stakes for Triple H? So now it's a case of Triple H has gone, well, if Daniel Bryan can say he's going to be in the main event at Mania, if I win, obviously I'm going to go in the main event at Mania. So in fairness, I was quite happy that they brought this back in because last week it just looked like, 
if Dragon wins, he goes to the main event. Yeah, I think maybe this is partly an advertising issue as well. You know, if you advertise Randy Orton versus Batista as the main event, and oh, there might be another guy, how do you put that on a poster? If you just say, the triple threat for the main event, you know, question mark with blah and blah, you're guaranteed to have this triple threat match, you know what I mean? It just makes everything a bit simpler as well. Yeah, which, for this current time in WWE, concerning it was so logical. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's been such a mess since, well, pre-Rumble as well, but since Rumble, really, that you know, we start to see the story that they were laying out. It's just how they got there. It took them a long time and felt like there was a lot of stalling and such. But we're finally at the point where we now know what's happening three weeks away from Mania. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's you can't... Uh, it, it's good that this is happening. And I like a lot of the storytelling on this show, I'll be honest. There's some good stuff here. Yeah. I mean, both Orton and Batiste looking pissed off. And then Orton, yeah. the uh, apex predator, smacking dropping batiste with an rko and triple h quickly exited stage left <laughs> the best bit here is when uh triple h and dave are going back and forth and batista stumbles over the words raw rumble and i'm like dude you're a wwe wrestler do you not know what this is <laughs> I, do, do, I, I remember, I remember. <laughs> yeah it's great stuff it's really really fun uh yeah all right segment like not horrific or anything like that like there's some bits where they're telling a lot of truths you know no one cares that batista came back orton sucks as champion <laughs> just like yeah factually correct triple h does a great job of popping himself in his entire show yeah, yeah he really does there's a bit where uh triple h starts to get pissed off with orton and batista and like starts to leave the ring and he has this glorious line where Triple H turns to them, scouring, and goes, maybe the old man was right. The only man you can trust is yourself. Or like, oh, a Vince reference in 2014. Happy days. Or Killer Kowalski. <laughs> I mean, I bet Triple H regrets this line nowadays, but you know. <laughs> Basically, this was not scripted, and Vince was like, seven years from now. I'm going to remember this one. <laughs> Nick Nick Khan's going to give you a heart attack and I'm going to take NXT. It was me all along, Hunter. <laughs> Work rate? Ability? Nah, muscles and racist gimmicks. That's all we need. <laughs> I thought you were about to start a new shield thing. Muscles. Freud's. <laughs> you know, did you watch NXT? Somers. <laughs> High life. <laughs> Oh, okay. Hold on that gimmick. I'll do drugs next week. That'd be a good one. <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> so uh, Orton gives Big Dave an RKO for funsies. Raw is dissension. It's good stuff. Wait, the ascension here? Yeah, sure. Another ascension <laughs> joke every week. I d- well, I didn't do one last week because I thought we were both quite tired. So I thought I'd bring it in this week to refrustrate you. Brilliant. The match graphic tells us Cena will chat to the Wyatts later tonight great uh racial stereotype usos walk backstage in full gear they'd fit right in on the new nxt <laughs> that's because someone spaffed paint over people god so uh if i'm right you haven't actually watched the new nxt 2.0 in full I, yet, right? i watched the first half uh through okay. um slightly nefarious means earlier did you uh get to the point where it has the a uh, guy who has the uh, <laughs> New Yorker Italian mobster gimmick. Oh, no, I haven't got to Tony D'Angelo yet. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I'm watching this going, what year is this? <laughs> like, you know, a guy with Italian heritage just walked into NXT and obviously had a conversation about a gimmick. Could be like, 
So, so what's what's your what's your heritage? What's your background? My mother's Italian. Italian, you say? <laughs> Get Nunzio on the phone. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? I'm talking. <laughs> It's just unbelievable how fast they just go for the most obvious, stupid fucking gimmick. Vincent Mann gets confused, Uh, goes, didn't we have a guy who sounded like he was New York Italian, who was in that Rise Up Ever team? Where's he now? He's also gone to AEW, Vince. He's in 2.0. Yes, this is NXT (laughs) 2.0. Get excited, everyone. It's a non-title match of the Usos, Jimmy and Jay. Versus the Amarillo Americans of Cesaro and Jack Swagger with casual racist Zeb Coulter. Well, he's less racist nowadays, but you know, can't drop the gimmick now. We're only three weeks away. And also, let's uh, get more excited. The, they're not wrestling Big E. Hey, let's go. How many weeks has it been now? Maybe eight. five or six at least. <laughs> it's actually been eight weeks they've been wrestling. Including pay per views. They've been, they've been on the last, I think it's like seven shows. We've Jesus done Christ. in one way or another. Fucking hell, that's that's bad, man. I mean, it makes no sense because they're a tag and Biggie isn't a tag team, and none of them are going to be wrestling at Mania in matches that matter. Because I'm pretty sure they're all in the American, the uh, Andre the, the American Giant Battle, Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but this was the this was the thing though. So we'll it looked out. like where Cesaro and Swag were arguing so much. Yeah. We were going to get Cesaro and Swagger. Cesario. Yeah. The wizard the, the wizard Cesario. <laughs> the wizard Cesario. <laughs> well, my pitch was Big E versus Cesaro versus Swagger at Mania for the IC belt, right? Yeah. Well, that won't happen. That's logical. I mean, it's on after this match. So f- first things first, right? Let's get the important shit out of the way. The Usos are wearing silver and purple tacks. Duh. <laughs> well, they are heroes. They're huge Beverly Brothers fans, obviously. Makes doing the tribute, right? Yeah, standard. I mean, they're professional wrestlers. Of course, they're Beverly Brothers fans. Von, Von Wagner for life. <laughs> for life, for life, for life. Like, just, just book him to be everyone. Just murder clown book him. <laughs> just as a quick throwback. <laughs> To what we were talking about before recording uh i sent a dm to senior clown i was like how much to get you over to the uk no way <laughs> okay he has, has not he responded resp- he's not responded yet but i've got a savings account and if he's into it he can have <laughs> he can win <laughs> well last time we looked up how to get to saudi arabia fuck how off. much it was to get to saudi- <laughs> i mean can't be that much to get from Mexico, can it? Uh, pro- well, no, because obviously he's a big lad, so I need to pay for him to be, like, first class. You know, Murder Clown would not expect Fuck off, he's a wrestler. <laughs> Put him in stow or whatever, I don't care. No, <laughs> he's getting first class on the way here. He's going in coach on the way back. I'm not a fucking moron. It was, it, was a, it was a satirical joke about the state of professional wrestling's past tax. Come on, just work with me here. I know, and also, I'm, I'm being classic me. Get him over here, Nice. Put him in a Premier Inn, because if it's good enough for Lenny, it's good enough for me. And then send him back nice. in economy, where his knees are under his chin. Okay, how much are flights from Mexico City to Gatwick? Let's find out. This is very exciting. Can you imagine? Mate, mate that's affordable. <laughs> Can you imagine this? My wife would be like, 
Who the fuck is that sleeping in Harriet's playroom? <laughs> I'll just Who's murder this clown. Seven foot tall, six hundred pound giant of a clown in our front room. And obviously he has to live the gimmick, so he can't demask. Oh, so my little four year old will walk downstairs and go, Wahaha! If we make him do three stops, right? Each flight, <laughs> we, we could get it for six hundred quid. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's Where's he got okay? Let's, let's find out. For 600 quid, how many places has he got to stop? So he's got to do three stops. What are the three stops? Miami, Charles de Gaulle, <laughs> Valencia, then to Gatwick. <laughs> he's got to stop in fucking Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> Welcome to Europe. <laughs> I mean, if he can... And also, you know what? And I'll just throw this out there because I don't give a oh, shit anymore. God. You know what? Yeah. That fucking skin flint, Steve Flutter of Preston City Wrestling, he'd be like, I'll book him so we can might split some of the costs. Mate, we could spread this around. We can, we it, can be his agents. Can like he be on Quizzlemania? <laughs> oh, no, don't call Conan. We'll have to pay him something. <laughs> yeah. Just... Oh, uh, just so you know, uh, uh, for those who followed the recent podcast, uh, Conan is still not go back to me about my offer to podcast, to be oh. commentary for a AAA but I can also say that I have still yet to listen to his podcast again <laughs> since <laughs> realising he didn't announce it on his podcast the first time I listened. We could start some type of Twitter campaign if you want. No, you're right. I'm, I've got bigger fish to fry now. <laughs> i just get Ollie Davis to tweet at him. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Use your power for good, not evil, my friend. Yeah. But speaking of evil, is this, this evil or good? Show? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Cesaro and Swagger have previously had dissension. There's a little tease of dissension at the beginning of the match, but it doesn't last because Jimmy gets beat up, hot tag to Jay. Ooze. Oh. Ooze. 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 Double team pop up Samoan dropped to Cesaro was pretty fucking awesome, I've got to say. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I, I have I scrolled back through my notes. So during this, I was writing down some notes. Uh, as this is relatively kid friendly and my daughter's getting quite good at doing reading so if she's doing all this phonetics and I said read this word I split it out she said us oh <laughs> so you say us I say oh us so it's uh, Jimmy and Jay us oh in this household us no <laughs> <laughs> definitely not the best incarnation of the Usos but they're pretty good nowadays Anyway, double team pop up Samoan drop is fucking awesome. Uh, Cesaro blocks off an Uso dive with an uppercut on the apron. Really lovely spot. Neutralizer. Fucking hate that move. One, two, three. <laughs> Winners of the Real Americans. Clean as fuck. Pin the champions. They're fighting for the rights of every man. Hmm. This whole champions getting pinned every week. It's uh, not sure how productive it is to the show. <laughs> no, it's almost like they can't build big stars. Yeah. We, the people, it's more over than anything the Usos have done. Although it gives me the wonderful segue, as you mentioned, like Gotch Pile Driver to go, wasn't it nice that they played up the um, entrance music cock up with Suzuki as a, an, a disrespect angle after seeing everyone <laughs> fucking kick off? Yeah, sure. I mean, I was disrespected, bastards. But even then, this week, I was like, all right, Carzinina Ray, right, cut it. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get on with the show. Like I'm going to be honest, I love AW. Their show timings recently have been a bit bad. Oh fucking hell! Going off air with Jim Ross talking, it was terrible. 
Yeah, like for this um, New York show, they better give Kenny and Dragon at least half an hour in the ring. I'm talking minus entrances. They better give them the show. Mm, I mean, I would. I would give them 45 minutes at least. Like, I would cut a couple of matches and be like, Let's just give them an hour, see what they can do. Let them wrestle to Rampage. Mm. <laughs> Four days. You know? In your face, fans, you shan't fight forever, you fuckwits. Yeah, yeah. Still shorter than a tennis match, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and at least there's an outcome most of the time, unlike cricket, where it's a case of, mm. we've played for three weeks and no one's fucking won. We've had a lot yeah. of sandwiches. I know you like you're a football guy. You're not really a movie guy. Are you a cricket guy? I can understand why you think I would be a cricket guy. Cricket's oh, no. a load of shit. You, you, I'm not sure you... Yeah, you'd have the patience for cricket. Like, I don't either. Like, I fucking don't get it. Like, I live in Canterbury, right? As you very well know. And we have Kent County Cricket here, which is like a major sports team. And I'm like, no one ever mentions it. <laughs> like, it's just there. Like, I, tell, you know? I tell you what, though. On the subject of cricket, I have been to a couple of cricket matches um, with, like, the floodlight cricket, which is under the T20 rules. Sure. And that's quite fun because they've actually got to try and hit the ball and get lots of runs. But <laughs> they've actually got to hit the ball. That's a great line. But I tell you, I tell you what though, genuinely, yeah. there's a lot I like about cricket because for half of it, if you if you're the batting team, you're sitting, having a nice relax with your mates. <laughs> then you tea, get yeah. a bit of lunch and a bit of tea, <laughs> and then worst case scenario, you've got to go and field. And if you're not that good at catching, you just go in the outfield a little bit and then you could just stand there mm. and be like, yeah, pretty good at game the, this, uh, stand in. At the, at the classic thing that my rugby coach at my school was also the cricket coach. So I ended up having to play cricket in the of summer. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, but like I was thinking about like, oh, why don't we go to a cricket game one day and do a floodlit match? Then I think I have a better idea. What if we started a hooligan scene for cricket? misses a shot and we're like oi cunt (laughs) like pitch invasion fuck him up call that a four you cunt bucket I'm going to stick this stump right up your ass (sighs) speaking of cunt buckets (laughs) how was your mum sorry (laughs) Uh, she's dead. Uh, no, she's not. <laughs> no, just to me and my finances. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Dark. So dark. <laughs> so, <laughs> come buckets, please continue. <laughs> I interrupted you with your mum joke because I'm a child. <laughs> so, um, I, I think if I made my notes correctly, we're, uh, we're going to obviously have an Irish person on Raw because it's St. Patrick's Day. You skipped ahead like five segments, I think, what? if you're talking about the show. Firstly, we've got a WWE Slam City advert. Oh, for bad fuck's guy... sake, where they've all been fired. <laughs> Which is ironic because <laughs> most of them have. Yeah. Did you catch the name of the bad guy in the game? No. He's called The Finisher. <laughs> Fucking hell. And I'm like... He'd be welcome on a porn set, that guy. Uh, so I'm sure Tom would love this game. Um, <laughs> there's a SmackDown recap of Boring Kane versus Big Show, but sloppy, handy, insert, engorged, licky dongs. 
Oh, my mum again. <laughs> the Shield are here to not help Kane. Uh, we're going back to Raw because that was all on SmackDown. Uh, boring Kane almost apologizes, then admonishes the Shield backstage. Can Boring Kane count on a united front from the Shield? And Roman goes, Believe that. <laughs> it's great. I love it. So shit. I think I blocked this out because obviously having to look through SmackDown and seeing the SmackDown recap, I just thought, have I fallen asleep? And it's replaying the last episode on the network again. Yeah. They probably cut the Roman promo because it was awful. Like Kane is going back and forth with the shield being like, oh, I wish that you guys had come through for me and all this sort of stuff. And literally... Ambrose goes, I wish you'd just come for me. <laughs> it's it's almost like Kane forgot his lines and just started improving, like, you know, pro wrestling. And Roman went, I'm just going to say my line anyway. Believe that. <laughs> and then they cut and it was like, oh no, what just happened? It was uh, not great. But as you said, it's St. Patrick's Day, so mulleted Hornswoggle is here to hand some shit out to the crowd. But I'm afraid... I've got some bad news, Tax. Oh, no. Do we still have to do three more episodes of Raw? Is that the bad news? Yeah. Barrett is back to bang his gavel to climax. <laughs> Ireland, booze. This would fit right in on the new NXT. Titus O'Neil is here, and apparently he's Irish. To be sure. To be sure. <laughs> He's got an orange goatee, a drunk twat at the pub, oversized comedy Irish hat. I'm going to segue in here with an impressive drunkard story. Uh, it's impressive, Seamus, by the way, but yes, go on. I was on a train up to Milton Keynes um, early this week, and I had to get there, I had to go from London, Euston to Milton Keynes. It's one stop, it's about 28 minutes from Euston to Milton Keynes. It's quite a long stop, but it is one, yeah. yeah. In the wonderful world of COVID, first lots class, of, yeah. Lots of available. Well, no, because the company are paying for it, so obviously first class. <laughs> you have to be with the proletariat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did think I'd upgrade and pay out of my own pocket after this because Johnny Fuckwit sat opposite me. You know, there's a whole empty train. John Morrison was on your train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny Drip Drip came and sat opposite <laughs> me. And. I'm obviously being quite corporate, so I'm on like a Hangouts listening to people talk about me about things I think I should understand at work. Obviously, mm. with the camera off and on mute, because I'm all masked up and everything, Johnny Fuckwit sits in front of me, and in the 28 minutes from leaving, the train actually leaving Euston, to, uh, till I got to Milton Keynes, this man had next four massive cans of Strongbow in 28 oh, minutes. Delightful. So, uh, yeah, it was a shameful thing. Lobster head. Nice. I was watching on the train with a woman that beat her child for about 15 minutes. It was great. I had to actually say something in the end. Yeah, and how is your partner? <laughs> yeah, she's all right. <laughs> Kid didn't survive, but you know. <laughs> ah, <trust>. sleep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, back to the quality wrestling show we've been watching recently. <laughs> Christian's on commentary. They don't know what to do with him. So he's in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Good stuff. That push to the main event really worked. Well, I was happy during this that we had the uh, JBL acknowledging the blue dot theorem. 
behind closed doors of Christian's face. Why don't we just put a blue dot on your face? Thank that you, JBL. Delightful. Christian calls JBL David Spade in a fat suit, which I actually popped for. And then Christian refuses to let JBL talk by just constantly talking over the top of JBL every time he starts. Christian is now my favorite wrestler because that was fucking hilarious. Best bit of commentary in the last eight weeks. Absolutely. Like JBL keeps trying to chime in and Christian is like, so I went to the shops last week. <laughs> it's fucking so funny, man. It's great. Um, Titus slaps around Hornswoggle. Titus gives Horny the sack of shit, but Seamus catches Hornswoggle. <sighs> Christian talks about beating himself on commentary. <laughs> He's been hanging out with Wade Barrett. One, two, three, Seamus wins. Don't remember how. Bro kick. Bro <laughs> okay, kick. cool. Uh complete filler. St. Patrick's Day. He gives a shit, but it was it was fine. Not massively insulting, just a bit stupid, really. It was shit. Yep. But you know, we've got to get these Andre participants. We've got to find 30 wrestlers to fill this ring now. Yeah. So uh speaking of which, Renee jumps in the ring to interview an out of breath Seamus. Ireland. 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 That's all I heard. I uh, think what you're here is actually Ireland. <laughs> I mean, I've chosen to do less accents on the podcast, but I mean, you, you do you, you do you, mate. Well, it's time uh, to go to Saudi Arabia. Get them accents ready. <laughs> <laughs> to Swindon. <laughs> is that Russia? Ah, oh, whatever. Uh, Salisbury. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, just don't go to the continent and you'll be fine. Uh, Seamus enters himself into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Fella. But we're not done yet. Christian shoves Seamus and gives him a kill switch on the floor. Delightful professional wrestling. Oh, I guess Seamus is going to need to get a bigger drum. Yep. Because he hit drum said, last yeah. week. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I-, I pay attention. Shame for wrestling. Too many limes. <laughs> too many limes. Too many limes. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is here to tell us he's coming. He's been hanging out with Barrett and Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold, get to the vomit copter. <laughs> Arnie's going to be here next week to promote his film or series or something I don't care about. Yabadi! And his name is John Cena. Ba 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 ba. So they make a big point here about John being on the cover of Muscle and Fitness. Now, I want to pose a question to you about this. Go ahead. In this entire building, and I would suggest almost the entire viewership of this episode of Raw, do you think anyone outside of Vincent Mann has ever bought a copy of Muscle and Fitness? That's the one that Tori Wilson's in, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that. Oh no, that's <laughs> boy. <laughs> um, I think muscle and fitness is this... quite. I think muscle and fitness is quite a big thing because that this is the when you always watch the WWE docs, unless it's like an endorsement deal or they own the magazine, they always go, mm. "Oh, and it went well for the Warriors on the cover of Muscle and Fitness." So I'm guessing it's quite a quite a prominent uh, magazine. Have you been indoctrinated into thinking it's a big thing when it actually it's just like you know Roy Heads and Vince McMahon? I mean, roid heads. Buy it. <laughs> I mean, I was on the cover of Muscle and Fitness once. Oh, good, good, good. Why not? How was it? Uh, 
they touched me. <laughs> they touched you. <laughs> I mean, is this an okay thing to joke about? I mean, I don't know anymore. Let's move on, just in case. <laughs> to the consulate in Swindon. <laughs> uh, that wonderful Saudi consulate in Swindon. Ah, Mr. Diplomat, what are you doing here? Don't worry, I've got many bags. Hello, comrade. <laughs> Welcome to Swindon's consulate. <laughs> it's ah, jokes yes. upon jokes for jokes. We're just we're just way too cool for anyone listening. No one gets this. It's part from us. Who gives a fuck? Uh, or MBS is like, I'm gonna fucking slice their heads off if they ever come in this country. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like a Belarus thing where they're gonna down a plane. No, you must land here. Oh dear, I can never fly, <laughs> never fly east ever again. Only west, only west. Just a reminder not to get your political opinions from this stupid fucking podcast. <laughs> Apart from the good ones, we have some good takes occasionally. <laughs> Rarely, it's all but satirical we're... nonsense. We're not real people. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We're bots. This isn't real. This isn't live. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ed Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which, Cena cuts a promo. I don't know where I'm going with that segue. Um, ask Tax to go over it. Can you go over it, please, Tax? <laughs> well, basically, I mean, right. So stage directions. <laughs> sorry. This is the whole thing again about John Cena going on about people complaining that he always buries people and he does bits and bobs like this. And again, it's John Cena's on the verge of being out at this stage. He's done a couple mm. of Marine movies. But do you know what's interesting? And the reason why I'm happy you threw this to me, I also, as part of my hotel room wrestling watching, I went back and watched the Firefly Funhouse. Oh, it's good, isn't it? But this, the Firefly Funhouse, is prominently looking at this promo. Absolutely. I had this realisation as well after this promo. It was like, oh yeah, this leads to something fucking awesome. So the Firefly, the Firefly Funhouse is where John Cena is saying that Bray Wyatt doesn't deserve opportunity how many chances does someone have? He's the flavor of the week. He's not on the same level. And basically, Cena here in this promo now in Raw is pretty much burying Bray Wyatt as a man who just talks in riddles. There's nothing special. It's the same thing week after week, which again is true, but you're not... Anything that John Cena has done in this promo, he's not sat there and gone, other than, I'm, I'm scared of the Wyatts. I'll admit it to you. I'm scared of the Wyatts. That is literally it. There's yeah, nothing that starts the promo, but he doesn't follow through with it, does he? No, I'm scared of the Wyatts, but pretty much after it's going, I have no time for their sheet masks. This is time to put up or shut up. No one can beat me. I've been here all around a long time, and if you want to be the top dog, you've got to go through me. Not the, hey, Bray Wyatt is the top star coming through this company, and it's my job to see if I can still hang with him. Yes, he's creepy. Yes, he's weird. But this man is at the top of his league. And if I still want to be in professional wrestling, I need to hang with these top stars. Therefore, if he beats him, John Cena has put over Bray Wyatt as a top star and he's managed to succeed. And if Bray Wyatt beats him, you haven't buried yourself because you've beaten someone who you've actually outwardly come out and said, he's really good and I need to see if I can hang with him. It's promo 101, but all it is is John Cena going, yeah, he's not very good. He's not in my league. He won't beat me at WrestleMania. He's got no chance. Make sure to use hashtag Cena's legacy. Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. what? What the fuck? Like, it has so much potential, and then they just 
he says stupid shit like that and the fucking hashtag bollocks they're putting over on commentary like just just let them tell the story guys like even if it's not great and you know scene of recent years like in 2021 like the last couple of like feuds he had the bits of the rock and stuff like, there's some great promo work there some very logical understanding and stuff here he's it, it's not as as good as i'd like it to be it's like that end transition of super cena where he is just essentially just burying opponents even in his promos and such yeah i think he learned how not to do this but he's not quite there yet but even even then like so the the, the one other positive thing he was like you know I'm scared of the Wyatts. He's like, his rage and his aura makes me uneasy in a way that Triple H or even The Rock have never made me feel. It's like, yes, because Triple H and The Rock are Roydy Magoos. Yeah. It's, it's, you can see him working out how to work this. It's just not quite there yet. But then, AJ Lee, bleep bloop, up on the Titantron appears... Mr. Wyatt, the future leader of the Dark Order, and then he vowed to expose John Cena. Oh, big dong. Been hanging out with Arnie Christian and <laughs> Bearer backstage. But this is, themselves. this is the good thing about Wyatt's promo here, which is something different to what he said previously. So, in like a paraphrase, it was like, he is going to expose John Cena for the beast he believes him to be even if it means Bray Wyatt has to sacrifice himself to do it. So Bray Wyatt there basically saying, I'm not going in for the win. I'm going in to hashtag beat up John Cena. So he's done his best to try and salvage some credibility when he knows he's not going over. But this whole feud is really not there for me. Yes, we've had... I mean, this built up on the first episode of Raw we covered after the Slammies. You know, where it was, let's qualify for the chamber. And the Wyatts attacked John Cena, meaning that team lost and the Shield got dis- the shield got disqualified and Cena, Dragon, and I assume Sheamus went through into the chamber. But it's just not doing it for me. So you skipped over my little what's Batista wearing earlier because there was something silly there, but it doesn't matter. It's very insignificant. Did you notice what Bray was wearing during this promo? No. More significant. So you know when um has his Mr. Muscle stuff in the Firefly Funhouse. Yes. He's wearing the black Cena t shirt with the green on the front that Cena's wearing in twenty fourteen. Yes. He's wearing that here in twenty fourteen in this promo. He's wearing the green Cena t shirt with the armband as well. I like oh, well done, Bray. I love Bray's little attention to detail and little throwbacks and clever little nuances he throws in there. It's like I'm not the biggest Bray fan in 2014. I actually prefer his stuff later on, but these little setups and the way he went back to use that for the 2020 for the Firefly Funhouse and such, yeah, great stuff here. Really fun. Do you think he's going to be the leader of the Dark Order? Um. It would make sense. I think he's better promo character building, heel establishment type of person than he is an in-ring competitor, especially when we look at the caliber of in-ring guys AEW have. Um, I think Bray is very, very good. I think he will look bigger wrestling the AEW guys as well. So you can use that more. He can wrestle that more heavyweight, strong style that I think he'd be very, very proficient at. 
He can't be the fiend. He can't not sell. That's not going to work in AEW. Um, I I think it I think it works. I think what you do is you have Hangman try and come back and unify them, and then have Bray essentially try and steal away, um, uh, Super Smash Brothers, Uno Grayson, yep, and maybe one or two others like, and have them be a little heel faction of their own. I think heel factions work better with three or four guys rather than eight or nine guys, you know? Yeah, and what leave people like Cabana and Silver and Reynolds left over as the Dark Order. Sure. Then obviously you do Bray Hangman. Bray doesn't need to win to be effective and good. You can get Hangman over. um, Then build Hangman back back up to Kenny Omega because I don't think he's going to drop the belt to Dragon quite yet. doesn't make sense to me. No. Um, you can probably have Kenny beat Punk even as well, have Kenny beat Dragon eventually in a title match, and then have Hangman come along at the right moment when, you know, he's at his peak, etc, etc. And I think he should lose again, if I'm totally honest, <laughs> but there we go. I want him to Tommy Dreamer, uh, Hangman. I don't think he should ever win the belt, apart from when they have no other option and they need to put the belt on someone. Yeah, I, I think they've done the right thing. Because had Punk and Brian not become available, they would have been putting the belt on him. I think Maybe. that would have been the story they would have gone for. But I think, I, I think I think the story is just don't give him the belt. I think he doesn't need it. I really don't. I think he's over. No, I'd agree. And, and I think with the mainstream, they're looking for to start building that viewership on TNT. Now they've got those more mainstream names to bring more eyes onto the product. If it will bring more eyes onto the product putting it on hangman at this moment in time wouldn't be advisable but i like your idea of wyatt versus hangman i think that story would and that would be able to keep hangman occupied for like two three months yeah easy you can build him up as well and have him lose and have him win and you know they can have a proper feud here where both guys look strong but at the end i think hangman needs to go over really really strong like in some sort of deathmatch scenario or something you know when are we getting punk versus cabana yeah, I wonder what that's like because I don't think anyone's got the balls or wants to rock the boat too much to ask that question to either of them <laughs> in terms of interviews and such. Imagine being the person that, you know, asks that question and gets told to go fuck yourself. <laughs> it would not be a good place to be in terms of being invited back to AEW shows in the future. Should we ask Louis to um, ask it? <laughs> <laughs> He's young, he can bounce back. Yeah, maybe. He could be the um, new Brad Shepard. <laughs> I don't want to speculate or anything. This is obviously, you know, I have no actual concept of what their relationship is like. I imagine it's very much a, you don't bother me, I don't bother you, we both just work here scenario, you know? Yeah. I mean, what's a couple of million between friends? Yeah. Get excited, everyone. It's another non-title match. But this time, it's a no-DQ match of... Oh, mm. I, I never quite know how to, what to say. Daniel Bryan, I guess, because it's 2014. Daniel versus, Bryan Danielson. Yeah, exactly. Versus the two-belt WWE Unified World Heavyweight Champion of Champions, Randy Orton. Better wanker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nice pop and yes, Chance of Dragon. Um, his pop definitely seems to have died down over the last few months. They've certainly done well at calling him off. Well done, WWE. Yep, three weeks out of Mania. Great work. Build that big star. Cole recaps Triple H's promo from earlier and gets the stipulation wrong. (laughs) Which is really good. He talks about how, oh, Triple H is going to be in the triple threat. And JBL and Cole are like, 
no i'm sorry jbl and king are like no 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 that's not how it goes it's whoever wins between dragon and triple h goes into the main event and then king goes yeah but daniel bryan being in that main event is great isn't it <laughs> like you <laughs> fucking moron <laughs> they got it wrong twice michael knee would be upset at this commentary <laughs> like i know every week we say how bad the commentary is i'm starting to think and i'm starting to think back to when i was watching these shows honestly this combination of cole king and jbl either of them being on commentary i think really genuinely i think this drove fans away i'd not thought about the audio presentation getting rid of people but now you say it like that you know they are the they the narrators and if you've got a shit narrator people are not going to listen I think it's a bigger problem than maybe a lot of people consider. Because watching these shows, there's actually some okay stuff on it. It's it's a reasonable wrestling show. Like, when you really break down the, the concept is, there's two people going out there, creating a live-action sequence, sometimes off the fly, sometimes with some very minor preparation or whatever, you know what I mean? It's an incredible art form to see performed like to this level. And the fact that these three fucking idiots at ringside can't keep you entertained for a couple of hours while this is happening in front of you is genuinely astonishing. And the numbers die around this time. They really do. 2014, the numbers start to hit the fan and it doesn't get much better anytime soon. Do you think we'd enjoy this more if we had Hugo and Jose from AAA just calling this action? Not the combination I'd pick, but... Well, the reason why the Michael Cole and JBL. The reason why I ask this is because I was going to save this for later on in the night because when they really start shitting on things um, after the King and the Kane segments, which we'll get to later, and obviously then the Planet Funk stuff, it really got worse. This was the turn. I mean, it was bad up to this point, but this was the turning point. So, do you know what I did, Rich? Did you turn off the audio? (laughs) One better. I turned off the audio. <gasps> Spanish commentary <laughs> and turned on Spanish commentary. <laughs> what a great idea! And you know what? Really fucking enjoyable. So from was this Hugo point, Hugo on commentary. No, no, Hugo was on oh, commentary. Damn, he left by twenty fourteen. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So all I'd say is at this stage, after this match, so after Dragon versus Orton. If you want me to comment on anything the commentator said, I can't <laughs> tell you about it. I am doing that next week. I'm going to watch the network version just to experience the Spanish commentary. Oh, that's such a good idea. Arriba, at least Arriba. They, at least they sound excited to be there. <laughs> I mean, what more can you want? Even learn some other language. <laughs> brutal, brutal. Is there like, you know, Chinese and German commentary and stuff available? Don't you worry. I'm just going to check to let you know. So carry on with this match while I check what other nationalities we can have a look at. This is a great idea. Can we learn Korean maybe? That'd be fun. With Without causing too much significant offence? I mean, oh, I'm not going to try and repeat it with an accent or anything like that. You know what I mean? But just, just to learn it. Would be but cool. why not? No. <laughs>
allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> I've got lightheaded. Oh, no. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> Contemplating cutting that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, who let Murder Cloud in here? <laughs> this one did. <laughs> Burrito. Oh my god. <laughs> brutal, brutal. <sighs> uh, where did we get to in this match? <laughs> oh, who gives a shit? Uh, Orton. Oh, Orton's like, you know, working tonight. It's a revelation. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's aware. actually turned up to play, you know. Yeah. It's great when Randy actually wrestles and works the crowd. It's kind of amazing after eight weeks of him just literally calling it in over and over and over again. To see him working with Dragon, it's fucking great. It does show that Orton can wrestle. Yeah, he gets a lot. He yeah. gets a lot of flack when he wants to. He's quite good at what he does. It's just a shame that he spent about fourteen years not giving a shit. Yeah. So, I mean, he even times it well. Dragon, sorry, Dragon's in the corner, beat up. Orton starts working the crowd, literally putting his hand to his ear and pointing out people in the crowd and talking shit to them, which leads to Dragon hulking up and driving into this kind of frenzy attack it's like it's brilliant stuff man like hulking up and doing all the good baby face stuff it's really lovely one or two pg hardcore spots here and there but really this is not much of a hardcore match let's be honest they've got the cane out again there's like one chair shot i think and that's about the extent of it very very limited no dqisms yeah it kind of makes sense because you know three weeks until mania don't want people going through fucking thumbtacks or anything stupid you know but i mean it felt a bit unnecessary to even make this a no dq match really to me why are they wrestling each other i i know that Orson's yeah. still trying to ingratiate himself to the authority but as you said with three weeks from mania why are you giving away potentially two-thirds of your main event yep absolutely um out of fucking nowhere batista is back to spear orton what a shocker did anyone really think he was leaving earlier? Bombayer to Batista, just to get him out of the ring. Uh, Dragon pins Orton for the one, two, three, and again a contender pins the champion. Dragon pins Randy Orton, the WWE Unified Two Belt Wankery Chap. Uh, absolutely, well, not clean as fuck because Batista gets involved, but you know, he pins the champ. And again, you say clean, it's a no DQ. So technically, no rules, clean victory. And Batista came out because it turned out Orton had done a shit in his bag. <laughs> Batista bombed to Orton, just for funsies, you know, return from earlier, 50-50 booking. Batista looks dramatic. As commentary put over, what if this happens at Mania? Dragon will be the champion. Well, maybe because everyone always shits on WWE with the classic WWE booking of Ah, you lose going into the pay-per-view, you're going to win. Maybe they're doing this going, oh, Dragon's not going to get anywhere near the main event now. Oh, Well, he beat the champion, but Daniel Bryan, you are in the main event against Triple H in the opener. Yeah. So uh, did you find the languages? I didn't because for some reason on my TV, on the, uh, on the smart TV app, I have lots of options, but on the app, I only have English. Oh, so on my okay. Samsung TV, I have a drop-down of languages, but on my phone, I only have English and English captions. I can't even put foreign captions on on the app. Bloody racist TVs. <laughs> well, no, Samsung TV. It's all on board. 
Bloody Apple, racists. It's uh, not as funny, but okay. <laughs> but you know, so, Apple, it's, o- it's, o- it's okay as long as you don't get caught. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. The Hogan methodology, as we like to refer to it. He's gone full Hogan. Uh, so uh, this is the probably the best bit of the show where commentary do a piece to camera. Network, network, 999. <laughs> JBL doesn't know how to use a laptop. King doesn't need to... <laughs> King tries to use an iPad, but swipes up rather than to the side. I'm like, Jerry, <laughs> do you not understand directions? Well, this is how I tease the cat. <laughs> I always swiped up. Oh, <laughs> delightful. Uh, so Lawler gets stuck and says he's going to punch his iPad. And Cole steps in and goes, you can use your WWE device. I mean, mobile device. <laughs> like, fuck this bunch of idiots. Ah, <laughs> uh, America. What a place. Fairness, I like. I like none of this. <laughs> I can't yep. find any positive at all. Paul Heyman will be here live next. Come back from adverts and Heyman is standing at the top of the ramp with a microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, pauses. Texans. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pants. So funny. Oh, can't get away with that nowadays. Uh, Undertaker, 21 and 0, will end at the hands of Lesnar. There's a Mania video montage to go along with this, where like they highlight Undertaker's won lots of matches. But look how big and scary Brock is. He's going to murder him, even though he's dead already. And also, within this video package, it was a case of, and look how easily you used to be able to get out of people, but now you're mm. struggling. Now you can't beat people as easily. You've got to have two ch- two goes at people. And one of the things I like about this is how good the video package is and just Paul Heyman being a case of, right, Paul, so you're not actually wrestling in Mania, but both The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar can't give a fuck to come to Texas, so... You've got to sell the match by yourself with no physical contact. And I know we're getting a bit samey, but he did a very good job, including like the uh, the end lines. Like, I know it's an uncomfortable thought, but on April 6th, the Undertaker and the Undertaker streak will rest in peace. And it's like, oh, that's very nice. That's very good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely not his best work. But it's it's three weeks of mania. Neither Brock or Taker are here. Like you know, the thought process I kept having while watching this was hit me with does, your thoughts. Doesn't Undertaker live in Texas? Yeah, but you know, he's only got a number of dates on his contract, and he's not going to waste one for him to come straight from his house. Couldn't be bothered to pop down the road to San Antonio to be on Raw to promote his WrestleMania match. You're like. Fuck, okay, fair enough. He's probably in Florida at this point anyway. You know, WWE and everyone's in Florida nowadays, aren't they? Can't make the mileage claim. Yeah. It's not worth it. I mean, yep, it builds a little bit towards, um, sorry, <laughs> Lesnar and Taker, but I mean, this is not the segment I'm going to remember from this feud or this, this show at all. No, but the video package was good and the concept was good. That he's he can't win as easily. He's not as dominating. The last few years we've had doubt that the streak may end. I since WrestleMania 21 when he wrestled Orton and we had so many near falls. 
Yeah. That's sort good, of good, put it in Good is a re- Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt you. Uh, good good is a fine word to use for it. It's, it's not better than good, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Triple H and Steph chatting to each other backstage. Steph angry. It's all good. Ooh, I like an angry Steph. <laughs> Triple H will take care of it. I'm sure you will. I took Steph care goes, of it in that hotel <laughs> room. <laughs> Steph got my gabble. You better. Like, whoa, it's and that filthy in here. And then splunged all over the mirror in the hotel room as I watched myself. <laughs> You've been hanging out with Arnie and the Christian. <laughs> I learned from the best. I put a blue spot on my face just to make yeah. sure. Love it. So, uh, Summer Dango fan ray are here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if that works. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been casually getting their names wrong every single week for about four or five weeks now. But yeah, this okay. one was a push. This one was a push. Deliberately slapstick stupid. But anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the best thing about this segment is they're not wrestling Santino and or Emma. Exactly. They must all be on like a tour somewhere. Yeah. Praise the good Lord. No old age outlaws. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not on this show. Fucking brilliant. That's why it was a bit more tolerable. <laughs> um. So the match is Fandingo with Summer Day versus Gold, Gold Dust <laughs> with Cody Rhodes. Because, you know, valets, am I right? And like I always say in TNA, <laughs> did you know that Relic is killer spelt backwards? <laughs> what a gimmick. <laughs> Don't know why that popped me, but yeah, okay. You, you complain about my silly name gimmicks. You're like... Do you know what happened in TNA once? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did a whole series on Aces and Eights. <laughs> oh, it was so much better than this. But anyway, like, <laughs> I mean, it's Goldust versus Fandingo. Comedy dancing spots, isn't it? It's all, all we need. And I, I, I have nothing to say other than the, when you're going to do a leg drop off the top rope, always try and land it because it just looks so uncomfortable, especially in this instance where he missed. Ugh. How did Goldust get busted open and like break his ribs in this match? Because he looked legit hurt by the end of it. All those dancing when you have night fever, it's unbelievably Cause it, dangerous. Because it starts out all like you know silly. Goldust does some thrusting and some dancing, and Bandingo looks insulting and does his quite frankly good ballroom dancing. Like it looks like he put a lot of effort into this gimmick. <laughs> but like, I bet Vince and fucking. Pritchard backstage coughing up lungs be like it's so good look at this shit we'll do this in six years time with just bright colours and lights and muscles it'll be fucking awesome Vince oh, I've got an German idea I've got, I've got an idea yeah I was gonna say what we need to do is get some kind of German techno in here well, I'm not hiring Alex Wright <laughs> we'll make one it'll be fine yeah, we don't need our we'll just... we made our own LOD we can make an Alex Wright <laughs> As they went into Bruce Pritchard's box of gimmicks. Oh, te- German techno dancer, ya. That's techno. God. Where's that blonde on one's husband? <laughs> Put him in a fucking <laughs> silly mask. It'll be great. Oh, dear. Ah, Vince. Ah, oh, God bless him. <laughs> Just creating content for our podcast. What would we do without Vince? Imagine but- if we didn't have Vince or Dixie Dixie, Dixie Ray. <laughs> Ah, uh, Dick. Ah, uh, Dick's Ray. <laughs> She's valeting some Fandingo in this match. Anyway, I, I love it with my Fandingo Dick's phrase. 
But the fight, like, so this match, so Fandingo missed the the leg drop. And hold, then, hold on, hold on. I've got a, oh, another oh, joke sorry. to do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't interrupt my flow. <laughs> Goldie shoves Sonny Slay off the apron. <laughs> there you go. What a distraction. <laughs> Cody catches her. Now, obviously they're going for the jealousy spot here where Cody's holding Summer Rae. I've got a name wrong. But, right. <laughs> but like... It takes Fandingo about two, three minutes to work spots with Goldust to finally turn around. And uh, yeah, it, it's a bit awkward, isn't it? Cody's just standing there going, not meant to be rude. Thank God it's you and not Tamina. Yeah, we, we, are we going to do this gimmick, guys? Like, I'm still holding the, the girl, like, you know, there's a spot here, remember? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I don't know if Brandy was ringing out to this stage. She's like, do not touch her ass. Do not touch her ass. <laughs> under the knee, Cody. Under. Do not move your hand. I don't care if you're the American dreams, the son of a plumber. Get your plunger out of there. Yeah? So Goldust does seem to be legitimately injured or, I don't know, drugged out of his face. 2014, was he still I think, I think injured. Suit? This was okay. when he was in, in pretty good shape and had come back. But like that final yeah, cut when he lifted him, he looked in, it looked uncomfortable how he lifted Fendingo. Bro, they go to do a vertical suplex and they just kind of like crumble into each other as they go to lift. It's 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 worrying, you know. He looks yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah. So um yeah, Goldust goes for his like final cut swinging DDT thing. Looks legitimately hurt. One, two, three, Goldust wins. Started out bad, got worse because it looked like they were in pain. It's not fun to watch, really. Guess these guys. Uh, so does this mean Goldust is qualified for the Andre Battle Royal? Probably. I mean, that's probably what they're going to end up doing, right? Can't wait to watch Mania. Yeah. So uh, Boring Kane is out to chat some shit in the ring. Uh, the authority has concluded that Dragon is unacceptable. Boring Kane calls out Jerry Lawler into the ring. But King doesn't seem to understand. Well, I wouldn't listen to the devil's favourite director of operations. Hmm. Kane brings out the shield to force Jerry into the ring. And I'm like, please, 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 please. Can we just write Jerry Lawler off TV? Like, hoorah! Anyway. <laughs> like, please, guys. But Jerry Lawler's in the corner, surrounded by the shield. Usually the other way around for Jerry, am I right? <laughs> Roland cuts a little promo to Lawler. Daniel Bryan isn't coming here to save you. No, he's coming backstage with Baron. Primo. Awful jokes. Uh, Shield always does what's best for business. (sighs) They turn around to face Boring Kane, surrounding the insurance salesman. As the crowd applaud with disinterest. Honestly, are they faces, are they heels? This is kind of like a face turn bit because obviously they're turning turning on the authorities' henchmen, I guess, at this point. Yeah, they're good boys now. Yeah, so uh, assisted power bomb by the shield to Kane. And Lawler survives to see another day. Sellouts, high fives. Idealistic, ego-driven. Lovely dudes. The Shield. Their faces now. Yep. 
who are <laughs> they've been booked pretty badly over the past few weeks but uh, i guess some silver lining is that they are now just faces at last yeah i say silver lining i don't know how we're gonna get there but i remember their involvement in mania is dog shit well three weeks we'll find out speaking of dog shit what's up next tax funk is on a roll funk is on a roll yar pirate niobe's here to save the day. <laughs> i got barrett spunk in my eye stings <laughs> no stings not here no it stings uh, so the bellas are on commentary for a divas tag team match yes we're still in the divas phase let's not forget wwe's pass of aj lee the champion uh who hasn't won a match in fucking forever and tamina snooker her henchwoman versus cameron and pirate naomi from the seven seas <laughs> pieces of eight <laughs> who had her eye damaged or something i can't remember how actually how her eye got fucked up what happened uh seth rollins pushed her eye against a step that's how they do the eyes we genuinely like i don't remember no was this a um, thing last week uh, no idea spunk in the eye <laughs> probably watched it but she's got an eye patch so she's a pirate there we go jokes literally the commentary uh just go on and on and on like they do not talk about the match in the ring in the slightest bit well they've got to push total divas yeah the e-network and one final thing as well is that my joke for this was like the women in this time were paid so poorly that Naomi could only afford afford LASIK on one eye that's why she had the pirate <laughs> patch starship pain fucking pain. hell it's not even pain. fucking Johnny Mundo pain <laughs> By Naomi to the champion AJ Lee for the one, two, three. Naomi pins the champion clean. That's every champion. Yep, pinned on this show. It's good stuff, isn't it? AJ Lee. <laughs> Maybe uh, Von Wagner shouldn't be the champion yet because then he gets pinned. He doesn't need the belt. So we just we just have him beat everyone, including all the champions, including the Divas champions, definitely, especially the tag champions. Fuck the Divas tag belts. I feel sorry well, I for um, I should Rex say. Steiner, um, Bron Breaker, because he had actually left his singlet on the set, and they just sprayed it colours, and it was like my black singlet, you fuckers. <laughs> I thought you were going to go run the thing of Rick Steiner turning up and going, "Don't worry, kid, look what I've got in my back pocket. <laughs> I'm always ready to go. Always got my gear." I think this means I'm getting in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Dad, could you fuck off? Because <laughs> even on commentary, I'm like, to say your name, mate. <laughs> even on commentary, I'm like, oh, he's got this, like, <laughs> what's it? He said, like, it's, he's got these like, dog face gremlin tendencies. It's like, oh, my God, that is crowbar. That's worse than the shit we put on this pod. What do, what do they have against former wrestlers that have wrestled for them and sacrificed their body and people having heritage and stuff? Isn't this a thing we were, like, promoting for years and years and years like charlotte flair for example yes but considering scott steiner's online presence fair point yeah that makes sense okay understand now <laughs> okay so aj lee gets in the face of tamina post-match who was her partner who has uh also lost a lot recently um tamina shoves aj lee to the floor and uh yep 
that's the segment. Hooray! Probably one of the high, the highest rated segment of this show because it had the ladies on it and the, mm. the numbers for Total Divas were doing quite well. Yeah, I mean, in terms of just purely wrestling and logic and, you know, champions and all that sort of stuff, I know Vince doesn't give a shit, but I do. Um, uh, The whole thing of it's felt like for maybe two months now, AJ Lee is definitively just running this contract out, right? The, oh, this is this is uh, no, I'll go. This is punishment. This is punks left, yeah. and we're going to fucking ruin your career. Oh, absolutely. And I suspect there is a conversation of, so you're going to stay, right? And she's going, well, I don't really need to. <laughs> I'm quite intelligent. I quite like writing books. Hmm. Husband's a kind of multi-millionaire. I've made quite a lot of money being here for a bit. I don't really want to be a part of this shithole company anymore. <laughs> you know? The shithole division. I'm going to cause a fuss and actually make a difference. But <laughs> give Steph the credit, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was the, she was the innovator of the women's evolution. Yeah, of course. Which is still going on to this very day. Yep, Queen of the Ring in Saudi. So can't wait for that. Yep, Aspirit Baker. She she credits everything to Steph, right? That and that wonderful dental diploma. Yeah, which which Steph afforded her because women's wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Steph made sure that women could be dentists. Thank you, Steph. We love you. <laughs> As a character, she's fucking banging on these shows. She's like the best thing every week, but, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, who will be inter- in- inducted into the Hall of Fame next tax? Which amazing, legendary, professional wrestler will enter the WWE Hall of Fame? Well, let's look down the list. Could it be someone like the fantastic Rick the Model Martel? He's got great presence and poise in the world of professional wrestling. No, it's not Rick Martel. No! Could it be one of the most highly regarded professional wrestlers of all time, Kamala? Nah. Ah, who could we drag out? Oh, it's not Coco Beware. He'll come in later. Hmm. I don't know who it could be, Rich. Who could it be? I think we should. We're burying the lead here. It's, it's less. There's much of a punchline coming now. It's Mr. D, but like, you know. uh, Roddy Piper was really good, didn't he? Uh, eat a Snickers. Get yeah. your nuts. <laughs> Mr. T uh, was was here for WrestleMania one, don't you know? He was also here for WrestleMania two, where like it was a fire, it was the jail, Roddy Piper. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Hulk Hogan recap from last week. Andre the Giant Memorial Spirit's going to run wild on you. And me. Don't forget me. I'm Hulk Hogan, by the way. Brother. Cunt. <sighs> Time for a... We have a bunch of guys not booked yet. What should we do with them? Eight-man tag team match of Alberto Del River Cuntface of Axel Curtis and Sandal Damien. Rye blah, blah, blah. Versus Big E's pretty good. Dolph Ziggly, Ziggly, Ziggly. Mark and the big show somebody's gonna get their ass kicked somebody's gonna get their wig split three six mafia (laughs) bloody love me a bit three six mafia (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, I know your music taste. I'd be shocked if you didn't have it on your playlist <laughs> every day. Literally, go to bed with it so I can fall asleep with the Three Six yeah. Mafia. Definitely. Uh, Big Show is the only one who gets an entrance because you know pyro. Picture in picture, as Big Show is making his entrance, I'm show going. I'm gonna enter the Memorial Battle Royal. Andre the Giant. I'm a giant. Giants. Giants. Uh, Andre's my dad. <laughs> hmm. Daddy's trophy. So Biggie's the World Heavyweight Champion, mate. How cool is that? Awesome. But I was very disappointed because now I can't really do the boss man line going. Your daddy's a best. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I jumped on that. But yeah, Biggie being champion is is fantastic. T- uh, took too yeah. long to get here, but glad yeah, we've got fucking it. A. And they did it awfully. Like yeah. having to fucking whore him out on Twitter and be like, "We're just gonna have you like you know come in after the guy's <laughs> defeated and." It's still going to be close, even though he's had the shit kicked out of him. Just, just so you know, we have to tease it. Just, just have him feud with Bobby Lashley. Have him beat Bobby Lashley. What's the problem here? I mean, fair play to WWE though, because when I saw all these messages, I thought, oh fuck, he's going to lose it. I mean, I messaged you going, I bet you a million, billion, trillion, gajillion dollars that you know he doesn't have the belt by the end of the night, and yeah. I was wrong. So I owe you a lot of money. Ah, <laughs> uh, call it quits. <laughs> <laughs> love it uh so yeah biggie tags in at one point in the match and a massive smile just came across my face and i was just like he's the one every champ finally man they did it awfully but <laughs> you know he's the one every champion it makes me smile good things happen to good people love i feel it. bad for him though because it means he's got to go back to monday night raw <laughs> not smackdown yeah but he does get to be with the new day new day which is awesome. Their fucking NWO gear, red and the black. NDR. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> really nice. Oh, so good. So I'm I'm sitting there watching Biggie wrestling, smiling away, having a lovely time. Then Ryback tags in. Beat me more. Eventually, Big Show gets the hot tag. Everyone gets the spot. Choke slam to Sandow. One, two, three. The faces win, and no one gives a shit. We all move on. Yeah. Anything else to mention? Nope. Renee catches Batista walking backstage again for the second time in the night. Batista WWE only cares. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Batista only cares about the WWE Championship. Good. Bella's air hostesses WWE Network ad. I am confused. You can't even use an app on a plane. You can enter me here and here and here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the title of the fucking podcast series. Good stuff. <laughs> it's time for your event of the evening but first here's a cool Wyatt Cena video package that we should have saved for Wrestlemania I don't know mm. bloody good this video package really really good. really good like having really Wyatt at the end breaking into song yeah beautifully done but um no Bray entrance he's just in the ring when we come back from ads yep seems a shame considering you know that's probably the best bit about his gimmick Running out of time, considering we've got Triple H shortly, so we'll need at least 40 minutes. Yeah, Triple H needs 20 minutes at the end of the show just to warm up, you know? So the main event is Kofi Kingston versus Bray Wyatt, who's accompanied by Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. My notes simply go like this. Bray does creepy shit and essentially squashes Kofi. Abigail's kiss for the one, two, three. Nailed it. Cool. Rowan, uh- Rowan, <laughs> Rowan needs to wash his boiler suit. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing else here? 
no. I said the video package was really good. Mm. But yeah, they needed to get him a, a win, get him some momentum. Poor Kofi. Yeah, and Kofi wasn't booked yet. So out you go, son. Um, you know, stare up at the lights for a little bit. Not a big deal. You'll be fine. See um, you in the Andre. You'll get a payday. <laughs> exactly. You get a payday. You get <laughs> you a payday. Get a payday. <laughs> Zach Ryder, you still don't get a payday. Oh, he is so fucking good right now. Oh my god, I love it. Matt Cardona. Oh, I'm touching my nipples. Oh man, things <laughs> I never thought I'd hear you say. He's the best heel in wrestling right now. I'm desperate for him to jump to AEW and keep Ooh, this character going. More than MJF? Um, well, Methany? I mean, come on. Yeah, true. MJF is pretty good. Oh, think, and, and, also, and also, MJF is Lashley. <laughs> yeah. He, he, I love Lashley. I really love Lashley. Give me Lashley Brock. Give me Lashley Brock. Why they didn't do it with the belt, you know, I mean, whatever. Arnie tells us that he's going to be coming again. Uh, okay. Double doses. <laughs> <laughs> Time for your actual main event of the evening. It's Triple H talking to Daniel Bryan in the ring. With 20 minutes of the show still to go. Do you want to go over this or do you want me to do the spots? Or? Well, so before our hero, the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan Danielson and Triple H go to battle at the grandest stage at the, at the mall, um, Triple H decided to, uh, you know, give his like his his own let's say self-appointed summit, where he wanted to go face to face with with Daniel Bryan. Triple H is insisting what he's done to Dragon is strictly business. There's nothing personal, no hard feelings. But then he started to turn a bit face. So after basically saying that Daniel Bryan wasn't on his level, he's a short bearded weirdo. He's got no business being in the ring with Triple H. Triple H, he, he says around. a line here that I just want to just want to chime yeah. in. Sorry, Triple H says last week Dragon crossed the line. TNA, TNA. <laughs> Please continue. But then Triple H suddenly turns a bit face, and he commended Daniel Bryan. It's like we've thrown everything at you. You've eaten for figuratively. It's like. You've eaten a shit sandwich. You've shown a real man's resilience. And then Triple H said, he's earned his respect. Triple H then reaches out his hand as an olive branch. The fans start chanting, no, 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 because we all know what's going to happen here. But I didn't expect this. Well, Daniel Bryan refused the handshake of Triple H said, oh, well, okay, I understand. I would have done the same to you. I would have actually done a lot worse. Buried you further. Um, and then Steph comes out with security. The guardians of the independents are here. <laughs> I tried to look through the independent uh, police officers and uh, couldn't spot any professional wrestlers. But they then go into the ring, surround Daniel Bryan, while on the outside, Triple H and Stephanie argue. So she's saying, you're embarrassing me. He embarrasses you. He embarrasses me. And Triple H and Stephanie are arguing. At this time, the police officers circle our hero. And then they start to beat him down. The police officers, unprovoked. Daniel Bryan's just standing there saying he'll come along with no que- no questions asked. It's WWE and they get lots of arrests. 
bad rep record. This is why the Usos are staying hired, because WWE don't know what's kayfabe anymore in these police arrests. Did you, did you get the political bit here, continuation from last week with the Occupy movement and the police officers holding down Daniel Bryan and him going, get off me, get off me. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. And, and again, he was selling it as like a man who's being arrested like I know what what they the chaps who all blocked off the motorways around here was it insulate Britain they blocked off the motorways I assume Probably. they'd be doing the same but then they beat the shit out of Dragon Triple H then comes back in and says hey no 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 what are you doing what are you doing back away back away and then Triple H with another acknowledgement breaking down the fourth wall goes guys aren't even real cops anyway and then he helps up the dragon and beats the shit out of him literally for 12 minutes all we have now is triple h beating the shit out of daniel bryan going to injure what looks like his left shoulder for a lot of this the reason why i mention this i think we're going to need to check this and look back at this next week but he beats the i mean proper brutal beat down daniel bryan keeps trying to fight back considering he's handcuffed at the moment as well like he- lunging forward headbutting triple h but triple h beats the tar out of him pulls him over to the the ring post he's leaning over the hardest part of the ring and triple h takes a chair and swings it daniel bryan is laying motionless steph looks like she's just creamed her pants and is aroused by the violence that her husband has inflicted on daniel bryan Trips pulls Daniel Bryan into the centre of the ring, takes off his shirt. I feel inferior. <laughs> and Steph comes in and they canoodle over the fallen body of our hero. Yeah, man, it was all a setup, a setup all along. The cops weren't real. Just uh, just an excuse to get dragon handcuffs and Trips could beat the shit out of him. I heard they it's, did it for uh, The Rock. Yeah, sure. I love dragons' big cells and. The whole way through, Steph is shouting and encouraging Triple H to make him pay. And like Steph's doing her own little yes chants. And Steph starts to slap Dragon at occasion. And Dragon just comes back at her going, you hit like a girl. girl. (laughs) (laughs) And and in fairness though, like the slap after he shouted like you hit like a girl. She fucking walloped him. She hit him so fucking hard. What a stiff cunt she is. And you could see Dragon was going, no, Steph, we're selling this. Hit me fucking hard. She goes, okay. <laughs> like, oh no. A dragon immediately shuts up after that. It's well funny. It's like, pretty much. Like, oh, come on, lay it in. And she's like, all right. And he's like, don't lay it in. Please don't lay it in. <laughs> I, I still like the fact, though, that we had similar things to this when we, a few years later, when we got Brie versus Steph at SummerSlam. And in fair play to Brie, fucking clocked her right back. It was excellent. Awesome. I love how this finishes with Triple H and Steph making out over the dead body of Brian Danielson. Triple H goes, fuck it, there's still 20 seconds, grabs a microphone and goes, this belongs to us. There is no yes movement. As Steph taunts Dragon with the handcuff keys that she had around her neck. It's like, ah, lovely little touch. But that's it. We're out of here. Steph's facials on this when Steph yes, facials <laughs> like just the selling and like the pure electricity that she had watching 
dragon get beaten up. It just made me think, I guarantee you, in real life, Vince gets hard at some of this stuff. Yeah, probably, man. Like, to me, this is the most kind of 97, 98 DX Triple H we've seen in quite a long time. I'd agree. And and it's but it needs to be a hashtag Hugo, hashtag brutal brutal, because it was it brutal. needed to be, because he got under his skin. He but he essentially he outplayed Triple H. So this was important to rewrite the the order of you know literally like authority for, for not not trying to play a pun there. But Triple H needs to be the one right, right, you've outwitted me, I will go one further. I'll come to the ring, I'll make it look like me and Steph are falling out. And now, genuinely, after this match, you want to have our hero come back and beat Triple H. He beat the shit out of him. Yeah. It was unfair, he was handcuffed. He might have injured his shoulder. This to me is, Triple H is very best in terms of character. In that, the character he's been playing on this run of shows up until now is corporate Triple H, who's very proper and is a company man. And then occasionally something will happen, like Steph getting hit with a chair by Orton or whatever it will be, and he'll oh, flip a switch and you get to see a bit of the old Triple H and does a bit of the old grappling, you know. Here, this is a dastardly setup so that he can legit beat the shit out of someone in a brutal way. And it does look brutal, like the chair shot while he's lying on the ring apron, where Dragon's head is up against the ring post. It looks horrific, and the reaction from the crowd is really big. And the way Dragon's selling this, like he's almost crying at times. Like it's big, big overselling, but in a perfect situation to do so. So I think you've got a really good combination of Triple H at his very best, even though he's maybe beyond that in terms of his wrestling capability and career choices and all that sort of stuff. But Dragon selling as much as he possibly can with Steph's character shining like it has been and this really evil kind of moment where you have 100% face and 100% heel. And uh, yeah, this dastardly setup. It's great. I really, really loved the last segment. Didn't think I was going to either. Went in telling jokes in my head and writing stupid shit down and was just like, geez, okay, that was pretty brutal. <laughs> He's not getting up anytime soon. This is great. It was really good and it this to me was Triple H basically saying, I don't care what everyone backstage is saying, this guy needs to be rocket packed. He needs to be yeah. pushed as the top babyface. We Finally. fucked him up. So I need to go out there and help regain some of that momentum, some of that, you know, some of the pop that he's got for it because people don't want me in the main event because I buried people in the early 2000s. So they don't want to see that again. But just his work ethic, like you said, he came to elevate Dragon here. And the only problem I've got with this is after watching this promo, for the first time in this entire run, I was like, oh, I'm quite looking forward to watching Triple H versus Daniel Bryan. At no point, though, have this run in the last few weeks <laughs> have I gone, you know what I really want to see? Triple threat between Orton, Batista and Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Really, we're here for Triple H versus Dragon, and Dragon winning the belt at the end of the night is just the icing on the cake, almost, you know? Yeah, it's only because they forgot to put the belt on Triple H so he could lose to Dragon. Yeah, literally, I, w I would almost prefer 
you know, Triple H to go, right, fuck you, Randy. We're having a match tonight. Have Triple H screw Randy <laughs> so that Batista and Orton becomes just like a nothing match halfway through the crowd that, you know, we can chant CM Punk and Randy Savage and whatever we want to chant during the show. And then just have Dragon and Triple H at the end of the night and have a good fun payoff. That'd be great. Yeah, they've they've built this beautifully because no one gives a shit about Orton and Batista. They've tried to tease it on this week's episode of Orton and Batista not getting on the attempted one-upsmanship, but no one gives a fuck. No one gave a fuck anyway. That's why Dragon's got to come into the main event. As Triple H literally said on this show, no one cares about Batista returning and Randy Orton is a shit WWE champion. And so it's like, yeah, sure, we get it. Why did you not get it two months ago when you were booking this shit? Because if you accidentally blow your load too early like they did with Shield and Wyatt, you're left with nothing. Yeah, I guess so, man. So as a show, in general, this is pretty bad. But the last segment was really good. Best ending of a Raw we've had in a very, very long time. Yeah, This actually made me care about WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to seeing it. You mean the Andre Battle Royal, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is Von Wagner in the <laughs> He might be in this year's WrestleMania Memorial Battle Royal. You never know. He'll be main eventing against Bron Breaker. Well, he'll be the NXT champion and bearing Triple H in the main event, obviously. Remember all that talk a while ago where they're like, do you think Triple H will wrestle one match in NXT at a takeover? Fucking won't now. Well, yeah. Also, he's actually ill, so that isn't what we're joking yeah. about. We're joking about the fact that he's had the, the reins taken away from by Vince. Just, yeah. just to clarify, we all hope Triple H gets better. <laughs> we're not God, joking yeah. about that. <laughs> can you Can you imagine, though, and poor Triple H is in the hospital and he says to Steph, please tell me they haven't fucked up NXT and Steph's gone. <laughs> oh, um, no, uh, no, it's uh, fine. It's fine, yeah, yeah, don't worry no, about they, it. They haven't Adam made Cole's it. the champion. Oh, good, that's, that's, that's the booking I was doing. And and Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne, has he signed his new contract yet? Yep, Pete signed yeah, a 23-year yeah. deal. Yep, He's event, there. Pete. And, and, like, and what about the colour scheme? And Steph's gone, Paul? Vince is dead. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Hang on. That was Bruce dark, is in okay. charge. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, How would you cornflake this show? Oh, uh, sorry, go just, ahead. Oh, just to throw it out there. Triple H, uh, 98. Favorite wrestler of all time. Love it. When he switched from tights to trunks, that's when you knew he was going into the main event. Yeah, sure. Uh, to me, SummerSlam 98, ladder match with The Rock, one of my favorite matches of all time. Pure storytelling. Barely a spot in there. Fucking awesome. Great, great match. Great in-ring psychology from both. And that's the thing. You know, we've said it about John Cena at this time. We saw it with Triple H in the early 2000s. The reason, unfortunately, these boys had to be burying people is because genuinely no one else at that time was good enough. Let's be honest. It's weird in that they probably are good enough. They just haven't built them and they're just shitting on indie wrestlers. Like, <laughs> because they're not bringing people in who know how to do wrestling in the ring and tell stories. They're just going, you're muscly. You're tall. Here, have this contract. Deja vu. It's like they don't learn their fucking lessons, but it's what it is. Um, Cornflake wise, ah, let's, let's go to only because it's been slightly more enjoyable 
than all the other brawls I've watched recently, which I've won Cornflake. So I am also going to two Cornflake this because opening Triple H, pretty good because he told the truth. Yep. Closing Triple H promo, very good. Um, Jerry Lawless internet history, always a highlight. Mm-hmm. Usos versus Real Americans was an okay tag match. That was fine. Yep, and they didn't wrestle the Real Americans, so that gets like half a cornflake straight away to push yep. it up for me. A, a bunch of the people that have been incredibly tedious to see wrestling over the last few weeks aren't on this show. Good video packages for both Brock Taker and for Bray Wyatt. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. But the three hours kills it. You could have condensed this down into an hour with a couple of filler matches and you would have been fine. Yeah, the big thing that pushes this from one to two for me is the fact that Randy Orton actually decides to turn up to work as well, which is good. Yeah, main, mania checks are coming. <laughs> yeah. Do you think we will hit a three cornflake roar before WrestleMania? No chance. Really? Like, that pessimistic was just like, no, not a chance. There's no way in hell. I just can't see how I'd enjoy a three-hour roar. Yeah, difficult, isn't it? Although the slammies were good. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we'll call it a day uh thank you very much for listening everyone there seems to be a lot of you out there at the moment so yeah we appreciate it we know we joke about we don't care about you but we do we love you we just don't care about your opinions (laughs) i care about your opinions about buying our (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts so um best place to follow us is at world of rest pod on twitter make sure you like us on there give us a follow we will enjoy your stuff interact with us there Uh, if you like what we do like and subscribe on your podcast app of preference all of our links can be found at worldofwrestlingpodcast.com hell yeah i'm at fanboy rich uh look at my shit on wrestle talk hooray i'm at the tex williams and i'm the number one contender for the scpw heavyweight title allegedly (laughs) confirmed coach wicked gave me the briefcase as i mentioned on twitter at that tex williams no one remembers that I won the 24-7 briefcase just before the pandemic hits. Yeah, I remember. I did. I definitely sure. won it. Definitely. And, and Coach Wicked sent me a gift that he'd found the briefcase in the attic, so it must be true. <laughs> well, we've got some uh, exciting stuff on the horizon, but we have ooh, two more weeks of Raw, I want to say. Let's just double check. So it's 17th. Yeah, we have the 24th of March, 2014 episode of Raw next week. We then have the 31st of March episode of Raw the week after. And then we are on to WrestleMania 30. And we finally get to end this fucking awful series of run. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for voting for this one. You've done us a great job. You never get to choose ever again. <laughs> we are choosing what we're doing next time. Uh, but again, thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, oh, I wonder what will happen next week. Will they tape up the right shoulder of the American Dragon? Let's find out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> wrestlers will perform for you tonight and that's why i kicked your leg out of your leg we're tough we can take it baby you got a in the back in the back baby oh i can see what you talk wait just a minute that, 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 oh!